But now, without further ado, let's get into some basketball. This Can is, I start this? Is... Can I start this? Because I'm ready to run through a brick wall, dog. I'm ready to Go walk through it, man. Look, I was at the hospital eating lunch with my wife. She wanted canes. The only way you can get canes, because it's like basically on campus here in Knoxville, is you got to like walk to it. Um, I come back. There's people in the cafeteria, and they're pissed off, because I didn't realize it, but the Lady Vols were playing right before we went live. They were playing Kentucky. And these people in, in the cafeteria, good people, right? But they were pissed off. They actually were sitting away from the TV because they said how bad the Lady Vols were playing. They were down by 17, by 17 at one point in the second quarter. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch the game because I know the team's healthy again. You got Rikia Jackson back. You, you got some other people stepping up. I'm like, screw what these guys say. I'm going to watch the game. I want to watch the game. Like, there's nothing else on. It was like Sports Center, whatever. So I'm watching the game. And like, as I'm there, they closed the gap in the third quarter. They were down by 10 after halftime. And then they were up by six by the end of the third quarter. And when I'm talking SWAT team, brother, we have this. I think her last name's Key. I don't know her first name. I, I apologize. But she Tamari is Tamari Key, brother. I'm telling you, man, number 20 for our defense. She was just like every freaking play. I was questioning Kentucky, but it was just like swap, swap, swap. <laughs> like everything Kentucky was doing, brother. She had like seven blocks in one quarter. And I'm sitting there like, what is Kentucky doing? Like, like you're giving you're giving her the block. But I wasn't playing. I mean, we got back in the game. I'm pretty sure I didn't see it, but we were up by 13 with like two minutes left. Pretty sure we won the game. Um, that was 87 to 69. So, oh my god! So not only did we come back from 17, we came back and whooped that ass in the second Tennessee, quarter. Second half. Tennessee outscored Kentucky in the second half. 30, I mean, sorry, 48 to 20. 48 to 20 in the second half, Tennessee outscores Kentucky in this game. I almost feel bad for Kentucky. I really do. I don't, but I almost do because they just can't find – like that was their fallback. They're like, okay, you can be – you can beat us in football because we got you in basketball. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you ain't got us in nothing, dog. Like, it's it's sad, but oh, my goodness, what a game by Rakia Jackson, by Key, by all the ladies, really. I mean, I was watching in the third quarter. Rakia Jackson would, like, catch the ball in the paint and wouldn't even, like, look. She would just, like, catch and shoot, and it would be two points every time. Every time. And I'm like, damn. She, like, racked up probably 30 points that today. And it's uh, she she had twenty seven. Uh having Tamari is I mean having having uh Rakia Jackson back is huge. I mean she yeah. you know she was hurt towards the beginning of the year and that's when Tennessee went through a little bit of their slump. They weren't playing well, but now that she's back, that that is huge for Tennessee. Her stat line today was twenty seven points, <laughs> seven rebounds, and three assists. She also had a steal. Uh just and she shot like seventy percent, didn't she? She was like ten of sixteen. She she was eleven of eighteen is what she finished off with, and Love she was also four of six from the free throw line. So, I mean, she just just balling. And hats off to the team, but to Kelly Harper because I know she's had some doubts this year um, with with her coaching. But I was so unaware of the injuries that she was having to deal with and coach through, um, and the the way she rallied that team from I'm t- I'm kidding you not. They were down by seventeen at one point in the second quarter, and they finished the half off only down by ten, and then they just never looked back in the third quarter. They took the lead and never stopped. And uh, that was an awesome game to watch. I know Lady 
Lady Vols, basketball. Some some people were kind of like us, oh, ladies. I'm, I'm not really that interested. But that game right there was fun to watch, 100%. And uh, I, I encourage you guys, if y'all haven't checked out our Lady Vol basketball program, y'all y'all be sure to tune in. That was We're now 2-0 yeah. in the SEC. Yeah, they were also – I was going to mention real quick the Auburn game the other night. They were also down against Auburn at halftime. It was um, – let's see – Auburn was winning 40 to 32 at halftime, and Tennessee outscores them in the second half 43 to 27 in the second half. Sec- so, are we just a second half team, dog? It must <laughs> call be. Us, I mean, call us an Alabama football team. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so ten- Tennessee, very impressive to start the ACC slate. Uh, let me let me pull up real quick. I think they've got two games this week. Um, yeah, they play against. Florida, or, let's see. Yeah, they play against Florida on the eleventh. I believe that is um, is that Thursday night. The eleventh is going to be eleventh is Tuesday. Sorry, Tuesday night. Yep. Yeah, they they play against Florida Tuesday night, and then it looks like Friday night the fourteenth they will play against. Um, wait a second. No, 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 no. The eleventh is Thursday. The eleventh okay. is Thursday. Yeah. Sorry, I, I had to pull up my calendar yes, real quick. Yes, because the 10th is Wednesday. Yep, 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 100%. Yep, it, yep, the 11th is Thursday. They'll play Florida at home. And then next Sunday, uh, they'll be playing against Texas A&M in College Station. So that is their two games this week. Absolutely. But hats off to Lady Vols getting that massive win. Um, and hopefully they can carry that momentum because I think they're now 9-5 and five and 2-0 yeah, oh in the SEC. Yeah, I was doing that purely off the old noggin right there. Um, let's talk about the men's basketball team because, man, that was exciting. Uh, Ole Miss coming into town last night being 13-0 and uh, and undefeated coming into Thompson Bowling Arena. And uh, that didn't phase our boys one bit. We actually beat them down, uh, what was it, 90-64? to And it was never in doubt. I mean, the boys got out to a lead really quickly, very early. Was up by ten, like within five minutes of the game, and just never looked back. Just never looked back. Looked like the bigger, better, stronger team. Um, and that's not to say Ole Miss is not good. I think they are a very solid team. But I think this is what we're talking about by the uh, the, the 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 schedule difference. Us playing those bigger, better, stronger teams to begin the season, which looked bad because we lost three games early. But I think that's really gotten our team very much prepared for the SEC slate. And uh, you, you clearly seen the difference there last night. Absolutely. And, you know, just, just looking down the stats here, this, this right here is the big standout uh, in this game. So Tennessee and, and Ole Miss, they were pretty even on a lot of stats. You know, um, they, they had – Ole Miss had eight steals, Tennessee seven, four blocks to three, uh, turnovers, Ole Miss had 11, Tennessee 10. Points off turnovers was equal at 16. I mean, I agree with you. Field goals, you got 47% from Tennessee, 42% from Ole Miss. Um, Three-point line, 36%, 37%. Um, and then free throws is honestly the big difference. You you had Ole Miss going 12 of 17, um, which is 70% free throw line. But you had Tennessee going 11 of 13, um, which is 84%. Um, which but both the teams big, the big stat, the yeah. big stat was offensive rebounds. It's assists as well. Yeah, but Tennessee on the offensive rebounds out rebounds Ole Miss nineteen to four. 
second chance points. And a lot of the and that's where a lot of those assists came in. You would win the offensive rebound, push it back out to the arc or whatever, and get those easy two points, three points. And uh, I mean assists, man. I, I kid you not. We had twenty five assists. That's almost like that. Every yeah. basket came from an assist, and you had Ole Miss getting, on thirty-four made baskets. Yeah, I mean, and you got Ole Miss only having eleven assists. So basically, their guys are just having to make a play to get a basket, rather than getting a clean pass and an empty, you know, or a clean look. Um, no, Tennessee, everything was clicking for them, man, and and I love to see them not slow up. Like I was afraid they get out to a big lead and kind of, you know, take you know, run the clock, whatever they had to do. But no, they, they kept the they kept the steam going. They got a massive win against Ole Miss. Um big another big resume builder for them. And uh man, I I know it's early in the season. I know it's early in the season, but I was kind of afraid that we were overhyped. You know, being ranked fifth in the country this last AP uh poll that came out and I I know we played some good teams, but I didn't feel like that we looked that great. I know we were winning some big games, but I didn't know if we really looked like a top five team, man. Like I know it's basketball. Like if you've got a top five team, you're gonna look like a top five team. Against Ole Miss, we look like a top five team, dog. Like yeah, it, it looked Tennessee, great. Tennessee is starting to look like a a top five team, and you know I, I agree with you. They hadn't necessarily looked like it early this season, but you look at the competition that they were playing, and yeah, it, it was tough to look that way in those games. But um, Tennessee yesterday also had two players. With double doubles, you had Jonas Adu, your guy, had 24 points and 10 rebounds yesterday, and Zakai Ziegler with 17 points and 10 assists yesterday. He he balled. He balled. Zakai Ziegler's getting back into his form. I, yes. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a like a like a fit thing. Like if he just kind of wanted to warm up. I know he said he's been working a lot on his arc, his his shooting motion, his form. Because when he was hurt, that's all he could do is shoot. He couldn't really jump. He, I mean, all he could work on was his form. And uh, he started out a little shaky. I think he missed his first two threes in the game. But, it, man, he he came along strong there um, as the game went on. And, and he looks – he always looks at his best when he can do it all, right? When he can shoot from the yeah, three-point, when he can go down in the paint, get those nasty layups in. Um, that's when you see, you know, Z back at his, at his strengths. Yeah, and, and he embodies Coach Barnes' um... – Coach Mars' philosophy of if you struggle shooting the ball starting off, don't quit. Because you you look, he took 11 three-pointers yesterday. He ended up making four of them. So, I mean, the more – and the other night, um, I, I forget who they were playing now. It was um, – Oh, uh, I got you. Hang on one second. They were playing Norfolk State, I believe. Yeah, Nor- yep. yeah Norfolk State. I, I believe you're right on that. Yep. He started off – one of five from the three-point line in the game. He finished up five of ten from the three-point line. So he made four out of his next five three-pointers. So, I mean, he he embodies that philosophy right there. And, you know, I, I want to just quickly make mention of, of my guy, Jemai Meshack. I mean, he, he, he is my favorite. Ball, dude. Hey. He did. And, and I, I, you know, I believe Tennessee really had momentum at the end of that first half. But him knocking down that buzzer beater three, to go up nine at the end of the half, that just pretty much put the nail in the coffin for Ole Miss going into that second half because Tennessee did not let up from there. No, and the confidence that 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 grew from that moment. I mean, he shot that three. The buzzer went off as it was in the air. It sank, and it was a beautiful shot, and you could just feel the arena. You could feel him, the way he walked off with that confidence. It wasn't a cocky thing. It was just like a – 
yeah, you know, like we're feeling it right now. Like the shots are making, like we're, we're here. And that's what you need to do, especially when you're at home. Because when you're in somebody else, when you're playing away on the road at somebody else's arena, you're not going to, I mean, you're going to have some momentum, sure, but it's going to be solely on the court. You're not going to have the crowd yeah. behind you and stuff like that. So you got to be able to make those plays while you can at home, get the crowd around you. Uh, man, <laughs> Thompson Bowling was rocking. Was rocking last night. Rocking today. I mean, I know it wasn't a sold out arena today with the Lady Vols, but man, that crowd was going nuts when they took the lead in the third quarter. Um, but uh, no, in the second half, to, to follow up a 40 point performance in the first half, to follow it up with 50 in the second, um, I'm loving the fact that our that you're starting to see our, our best defense, right? And you're yeah. starting to pair that with great offense. For so long, we've had such a good defense, and we've just not been able to get it done on offense. But now you're starting to see it really complement each other this year, and uh, that's what we've been missing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to to go along with that, Tennessee did that last night with their best overall player, Dalton Connect, only having eight points and only playing 19 minutes in the game. So you're getting it all the way around. You're not just relying on one guy, which is, is, is something else Tennessee has been looking for. Absolutely. Um, Don Connect's kind of concerning me a little bit. Was he a flash in the pan or is he just not feeling it right now? What's going on with Dalton Connect? I, I think that he he's just trying to work through some things right now because Tennessee or uh, teams are really focusing on him. After that North Carolina game, that their main thing is trying to stop him. And it is opening things up for these other players. But I do think that He's also trying to force a little bit, I trying to get trying to get his. So it is a little bit concerning, but I think that this is just a little bit of a slump that you're seeing with him. And I think as he gets along into this uh, further into the conference season, I think that he's going to start coming back into his own. And when he does, when you get it along with Adu and Ziegler and Vescovy and James, you get it along with those guys – they're going to be just fine. I mean, it, they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. 100%. I agree with you. Uh, another thing that keeps me really excited about this team is just the depth. I mean, you got eight to ten guys. you got a full rotation that, that can play at any time, any minute. Um, you know, I I am a big fan of uh, Jonas Adu. I've, I've made that very aware from, like, honestly, our very first podcast or episode where we talked about basketball. I thought that he was kind of the – the the backbone to the offense as much as we want to say it's the flashy players like Vescovy or Triple J or Z or whatever no I think when Jonas Adu plays at his best it, it it's kind of like um I'm gonna try to put this in football terms because if, if nobody's really known or could tell I'm not a big basketball guy I love to watch it I love to support my balls but I'm heart and soul into baseball and football but to put it in football terms it's like when you have the offense clicking you can run you can pass you can option, whatever you want to do. Everything's there. Well, everything's there for the basketball's offense when Jonas Adu's clicking in the paint or on the three-point line and playing defense. Because Jonas Adu last night, it just wouldn't be denied. I mean, if he got the ball, he was he was scoring. And uh, that that's something that we need more out of, out of the big man. And uh, I, I think, man, if we have more performances out of him like that, uh, he's not going to score 20 points a game every game. Like, that's not going to happen. But if he can consistently get 12 points and 10 rebounds a game, man, I, this offense is going to be hard to stop. It's going to be hard to stop. Yeah, he, 
And, you know, bringing up that right there, it's just like Josiah Jordan-James. You know, he's had a couple of games this year where he's put up 20-plus. But, you know, last night he had eight points, eight rebounds, and four assists. If you can give me those numbers night in, night out, you know, maybe get maybe 10 or 12 points, maybe not eight. If you can give me that along with eight boards, five to six rebounds, something I mean, five to six assists each night, man, I'll, I'll take that all day long from Josiah Jordan-James. Absolutely. Um, big night from – from our balls on the on the court, and uh, we got uh, another big game coming up. Uh, I believe they play Georgia. No, Mississippi State Wednesday. Wednesday, Georgia is the Saturday game, so they play Mississippi State coming up Wednesday, January tenth. Um, that appears to be a road game. Uh, it looks like they have a two game road stretch between Mississippi State and Georgia. If I'm wrong, correct me on that. But uh, so two big games. Mississippi State, I think, right now is projected to make the tournament, but now it's really early in the season, so I'm not going to put too much on that. But uh, regardless, the SEC in general has done a really good job um, as far as – I'm going to call it the preseason, but it's not the preseason. It's just before SEC play. They did a really good job in their non-conference slate, um, getting some wins, um, kind of boosting their resumes up for for SEC play because SEC is going to be hard. You know, if you come out on the right end of it, which Tennessee should, but you got a lot of these mid-pack teams that – that really need to just survive the SEC slate to make the tournament, right? And I think they did a great job of boosting the resumes up, right? And uh, Tennessee's going to have a couple of good games coming up. Mississippi State and Georgia are no slouch, but um, should be favored in both of those games. So we'll be watching. Yeah, and, and just just going down the list real quick uh, from yesterday, had a big game down in Gainesville. Florida played against number six, Kentucky, and Kentucky pulls out the two-point victory on the road. Um Kentucky and Florida both have played very tough schedules to start this season, both looking good. Um, Auburn went into Arkansas yesterday, and after a close first half that was 37-30, to 30, they outscored Arkansas in the second half 46-21 to 21 to take a 83-51 to 51 road victory over the Hogs. Um, you also got South Carolina – beating Mississippi State at home 68-62. Both of those are very good defensive teams, so a big win at home for South Carolina. Georgia goes on the road and takes down Missouri 75-68. to A big win for Georgia there. Um, Alabama squeaked out a close one against Vanderbilt on the road, 78-75. to And Vanderbilt is uh, – Jerry's getting fired. Um, <laughs> uh, now, he'll, he'll be fired before the end of the year. Vanderbilt has had a disappointing start to the season, 5-9 and nine on the year. Um, and then the, the big shocker in the nightcap last night, uh, LSU with a 68-53 to 53 road win over Texas A&M, who is predicted to finish second in the conference behind Tennessee. So um, – Wow, Texas A&M's got a little bit of work to do, but SEC is very tough. The only team right now that has a losing record is Vanderbilt. So, um, so let me ask you this: moving forward for Tennessee, who's looking like one of the better teams? You know, going into you know the second week now of SEC play, who's looking like one of the better teams aside from Tennessee for the SEC? Is it, is it a team like Auburn, which? A lot of teams or a lot of people probably didn't expect this year, or is it an Alabama team or, you know, who, who's stepping up for you that you're kind of impressing you the most? Is it, is it Kentucky? Is it Florida? Uh, well, 
I, I'm going to name a couple of teams, and I'm going to keep the the reasoning brief on them. Uh, Kentucky yeah. is very impressive because um, you know early in Cal's career uh, at Kentucky, he put together a bunch of guys that were just you know drivers. They were big on the boards. They had taller post players. Now he's got guys that can nail it from behind the arc, and they're doing a very good job of that. They're a good all around team. So Kentucky is year in year out definitely one of those teams that can compete. Um, South Carolina, because of the way that they are playing defense right now, if they can get just enough of an offensive game, they're very impressive as well. South Carolina is probably going to be my my sleeper SEC team that could win it all. Yeah. Alabama, I love the way Nate Oates teams always play defense. They're just they're they're kind of like a Tennessee team on defense where they're just gonna get after you all game long and He lost a lot of pieces along with losing every one of his assistant coaches last year. Every assistant coach that Nate Oates had last year has gone on to be a head coach at a team this year. So he's had to rebuild the entire program, coaching staff, players, and all that. And I think that as the season gets further along, Alabama is going to be a team to watch out for. The last team is going to be Auburn. Bruce Pearl has he's always got got a good team there. And when they start playing his type of ball, they're a very scary team, but I'm not going to count out Texas A&M. That, that game against LSU could have just been a wake-up call yesterday, but my my teams that I think could win the conference this year is going to be Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Alabama, and Auburn. So there's five teams in my opinion. South Carolina. They're, they're my sleeper team. Okay. They are my sleeper team, but after watching them against Mississippi State yesterday, just the way that they play defense, the thing that will get them is the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but they're they're my sleeper pick. But my, my four main picks that any of them could win it is going to be Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn, and Alabama. I agree. All right, sounds good, man. That's going to wrap up our final segment of the day, man. Just kind of recapping what Tennessee did in the Citrus Bowl: um, a thirty-five-zero win over Iowa. Uh, you know, one of the one of the few teams from the SEC that won on January 1st, <clears throat> Alabama. <laughs> I'm joking. LSU got a good win, Alabama. too. Alabama was the only team from the SEC that lost on New Year's Day. So. Oh, no, that's crazy. Hey, we got a longer winning streak than Alabama's got. That's crazy, dude. Uh, no, man, uh, big win for the boys. Big win for the Lady Vols today against Kentucky. Uh, massive win for the boys last night against Ole Miss. Um, Knoxville's rolling. They're thriving. We got Nico coming in. The hype for the spring is going to be crazy. You can follow it all right here on the Vol Fanatic Show. We are going to be talking all year long about the basketball team, football team. Um, I'm really excited about the baseball team. Season's getting started here in about the next couple of months. Um, I think they begin we playing. Hadn't, we hadn't mentioned it, but the softball team as well, who is coming off yep. of a World Series appearance along with the baseball team. So I'm telling you, man, it's it's uh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be all all is well on rocky top man all is very well on rocky top um you you ask any fan most seasons um eight and four is kind of like an okay season especially if you know it's growing into something else and i I truly feel like this season was really just growing into something bigger here coming up in the 2024 season um I do have a concern with Josh Heupel, but it has nothing to do with Josh Heupel. It has to do with our history, and that is year four under a head coach. We just got to survive year four, brother. If we can survive year four, he is our guy. We're ready to lock and load. I think 
seeing him gush and, and blush and whatnot in the post game press conferences when he's right there next to Nico, hearing them like joke to each other in in the post presser. Um, if you didn't catch that, y'all should watch that. That's pretty freaking funny. Um, Josh Heupel throws out a slight remark that Nico needs to start watching more film, and Nico claps back saying that it's hard to watch Josh Heupel's film because it's black and white because he's so old. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I look, yeah. it is what it is. And Josh Heupel's not that old. I mean, um, he was a Heisman finalist in the I think two thousand year season, so uh, yeah. or maybe two thousand one, but I think it was two thousand. So, um, but no, so, so seeing the relationship between quarterback, head coach. Um, I, I think you're seeing not just the players, you're, you're seeing the coach uh, really believe in his guy and uh, to have that type of a loose relationship, knowing that his his job in the future is secure as long as this guy's healthy. I, that gives me a lot of confidence going forward. So um, all, all is great on Rocky Top, man. You got anything th- you want to say before we wrap things up, brother? I just appreciate the, the people that tuned in today. Ohio Podcast, we will be tuning in tonight. Um, uh, Appreciate the support, man. You know, uh, we, we all got to support each other as, as small, small podcasters. So we will be tuning in, giving you support as well. Since you supported us, Sean, appreciate you commenting in. Robert, I know you'll be watching this. We missed you today, man. Uh, yep. We will be we will be back on our regular schedule um, starting next Sunday. Um, you know, each Sunday for those that are just now tuning in, we go live normally around 2 Eastern time. Sometimes we do have to adjust the time a little bit based on our schedules, but just about every Sunday we'll be live at 2 Eastern, uh, normally about an hour and a half to two-hour podcast. Uh, so appreciate you tuning in. We're also on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, and you can catch both of us on our personal uh, TikTok accounts as well. We do have the link tree in our YouTube bio um, just to check that out. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Skylar, anything else on your end? No, man. Just want to say, I know it's super late, but Merry Christmas to everybody listening. And uh, we hope you had a great Christmas. I got something pretty cool for Christmas. That The freaking light right there is awesome. The wife hooked me up with that. Um, she said, if you're going to do this podcast thing, you better do it right. And I was like, yes, ma'am. So we did it. Hey, and uh, that's, that's the big thing. We both got to shout out our wives because my, my wife, she – she said the same thing. She said, you know, if, you, if you're going to be doing this, we got to do it right. So um, I, I've got stuff going on over here, going to be working on a little setup. You've got your your setup that you, you've got um, updated already. Uh, mm-hmm. So hopefully we're, we're going to be we're gonna be in, in, in this pretty deep by, by the time it's over with. So. Yeah, it looks like people on the YouTube can kind of see the, the new edition over here. <laughs> I was trying to hide it, but it is what it is. It's, it's kind of cool. I like it a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, uh, just big things are happening. Stay tuned and uh, we will continue to do this. And we may even try to go live, especially, you know, later in the basketball year, we may even try to do a little live session, you know, midweek, but I know your work schedule, my work schedule, that's sometimes impossible to do, but it's basketball. It's hard to keep up if you don't try to get out and, and talk about each game, uh, you know, in between the games, because it's not like football. It's one game a week and whatnot, but um, yeah. especially in baseball when you got a whole series going on and you got a midweek <laughs> series and then you got a weekend series. So, um, but no, we will do our best. We're having fun with it and I can't wait to keep it going. So. Yep. Absolutely. So guys, hope you have a great week this week. Happy new year to everybody. And we will catch you all next Sunday. Go, Go big orange.